This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. What up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of Radio Techers. It's me. It's Mags. It's Arsenal versus Manchester City. That's a lot of money. That's <laughs> that, that's a lot of money. Let's hit that intro. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Radio Techers. <laughs> I can't. I can't. That's a lot of money. <laughs> but seriously, folks, that's a lot of money right there that's about to yeah. take that field. So, Because that's exactly what we meant. Exactly. <laughs> we weren't being facetious. Um, of course, welcome everybody to yet another uh, live stream episode of Radio Techers. I am Tanner, a.k.a. The Texas Gentleman. We thank you for joining us. I am right here, right alongside... The hardest working man in all of podcasting. My good friend and yours, Mags. Mags, how are you doing this morning, evening, afternoon, this day? Well, it's a lovely, balmy afternoon here in, in the UK. Uh, excited to watch the the world beater that is Martin Odegaard. The first time I've watched him uh, this season. So I'm excited to see what he can do to this, to this lackluster Man City team. Wow. That's a <laughs> a bold claim. <laughs> that is a bold claim. Absolutely. Um, starting lineups have dropped here for Manchester City versus Arsenal. Um, it's going to be interesting, Mags. Um, we'll go into the starting lineups here just momentarily, but just a quick stat here for Pep Guardiola's two longest running win streaks, both times was against Arsenal when they got snapped. Now, these were these oh. took place at Bayern Munich, but there does seem to be a little bit of Arsenal hoodoo when it comes to Pep Guardiola teams. So, And now they're managed by his uh, former prodigy, uh, Mikel Arteta. So, yeah, I mean, the history's there. It's not going to happen. They're going to get absolutely uh, pummeled, I would assume. <laughs> but uh, you can live in hope, Arsenal fans. You can live in hope. 
No, absolutely. Uh, and, and by all means, uh, it'll be a very interesting game. That's why we play the game. That's why we watch the game. Isn't that right, folks? Um, so let's let's talk about the starting lineups, and then we can talk about uh, all sorts of other stuff. We've also got a brand new segment that we'll be talking about all throughout the day's game as we go. Uh, it's Hot Takes, uh, where we talk about uh, uh, listener uh, write-ins for uh, the hottest takes, most unpopular opinions, and most burning questions for football, for sports, uh, for pop culture, for food. Uh, there's a ton of hot takes in here. Uh, no topic off limits. And so Mags and I are going to get right down into the nitty gritty and dissect your hot takes. Indeed. I, I mean, I, I bet I could name a topic that would be off limits. Uh, one that we brought up on on a uh, headlock talk after dark, which. Uh, <laughs> was not allowed on uh, radio techers. <laughs> I I I don't know what you're talking about, Mags. I really I, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I can bring it up if you, if you'd like. We'll see. No, no, we'll see if no, things no, get spicy. It, it, it's it's quite all right. Things will get spicy, indeed. I I, I have no doubt about it. So um, one topic mm. off limits. That's that's the rule. There's one topic off limits on this There's show. One very specific topic. But we'll stop being so vague here. Um, <laughs> we thank you guys, of course, for joining us. Uh, if you haven't yet done so already, here on Shooting the Sports Ish, like, share, subscribe. Let us know what you think in the comments here as we watch the game. We want to know what you're thinking as you watch the game. You can live chat with us. We'll read out your live chats. So fun time ahead by all. This is your show as much as it is our show. Uh, so we appreciate you uh, for tuning in uh, as this weird beam of light comes through my window. Um, <laughs> the Arsenal have arrived. Um, that's weird. <laughs> God must be an Arsenal fan. Um, so starting lineups here. Both teams look pretty strong, I think. Um, Arsenal have uh, Bernd Leno in goal. Uh, Bellerin holding. Uh, Maori and uh, Tierney make up the defense. Uh, Mohamed Elnene uh, and uh, Granit Xhaka are at the base of the midfield. Uh, Saka, Odegaard, and uh, Pepe are uh, on the attacking part of the midfield, with Aubameyang being the spearhead for Arsenal. Um <laughs> On the flip side of things, you have Raheem Sterling uh, uh, and Mares uh, flanking Kevin De Bruyne, who is playing in the Roberto Firmino false nine role. There, uh, he'll be um, in in the false nine role. Ilke Gundogan uh, or Gundogan, I'm not quite sure which pronunciation is correct at this point. Um, he he will be in midfield. He he's okay. Um, <laughs> he, he's fine physically. Um, he'll he'll be in the midfield with Fernandinho and uh, Bernardo Silva. Um, the defense is. Um, Zinchenko, Stones, Diaz, and Cancelo. Very strong, sturdy, reliable defense for Manchester City here today. And uh, Moraes in in goal, uh, obviously. Um, uh, Ederson, yes, that 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 would be him. Um, <laughs> so uh, strong lineups here by both teams, Mags. Yeah, and interesting that the City have, have done so well with with no recognized out and out. Striker, it's literally three midfielders up front, and they're absolutely dominating the league. So, uh, mm -hmm. and I expect them to dominate this match. Uh, 
I mean, it's a decent Arsenal side put out. It's just when you've had players like uh, Smith Rowe uh, do so well and yet he's, he's sat on the bench. Yeah, it's. Um, I just I don't see this Arsenal defence able to hold Man City out for, for very long. Well, and what's interesting here, too, is it, it, you, you brought up how City has not played a striker. Oftentimes, we're finding that City is actually playing better without a designated mm-hmm. striker. Um, they seem to have uh, learned uh, how to play and have evolved themselves into being able to play without. Um, so that that is, that is something worth making note of. Um, Arsenal, on the other hand, have kind of found a, a, a different way of playing than what they set out. Um, earlier in the season, they were very much the boring, boring Arsenal uh, earlier in the year. Um, I I do like how that they've bled in uh, a lot of the younger talent, a lot of the academy talent that really kind of knows what Arsenal's all about. Um, I am interested to see what Martin Odegaard, uh, Loney from Real Madrid, are able to do here uh, with this particular... Um, uh, this particular Arsenal team. He did have some good matches uh, when he's uh, previously uh, played for Arsenal. Yeah, um, I think this is this will be his fifth appearance, and it's, I've, I just haven't had the opportunity to to catch him for uh, an extended period. So I am, at, I mean, as much as I mock, uh, I am actually interested to see what he, he can do because there was a lot of hype around the the kid when he uh, when he first broke through, uh, got that move to Real Madrid, which everybody thought was way too soon, uh, and it, it proved true. He just he just wasn't um, ready for that move. So. Um, he's he's kind of impressed on loan at several different places, and and uh, now he's uh, cutting his teeth in the Premier League. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if he can hang, especially when you go up against uh, the league leaders and uh, a team that likes to smother in defence. Uh, we'll we'll see if he can uh, if he can stand up against them. Last time out, Mags, that we watched Manchester City. Um, uh, we didn't really talk a whole lot about the game except for when the goal scored because Manchester City just were so dominant Um, I've taken from what you said just now that you fully expect more of the same here yeah, I mean, wow, it, it's worked all season for for them, uh, and I don't even think it's it's dominance as in what we've seen from the likes of Man City in, in previous seasons or what we've even seen from Liverpool over the last couple of seasons. It's more of a suffocation. Um, they just get hold of the ball and they just do not let go of it. Um, mm-hmm. And in previous years, that led to uh, very high-scoring games, uh, which hasn't re- we haven't really seen a lot of that from this Man City team. It's more a case of keep the ball and 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 just make sure you get the win rather than looking flash. And uh, I, I fully expect that to to happen again today. Mm. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I will make a point in that this Arsenal team can attack very rapidly off of the counterattack. They are very, very quick. And with Martin Odegaard and the number 10 spot pulling the strings, it will be very interesting to see if maybe he can release, uh, you know, uh, the the attacking players ahead of him. Spurs were not able to do this last time out. 
Saka and Pepe are just absolutely like lightning in a bottle. Um, mm-hmm. If Odegaard can uh, control uh, a lot of the ball, uh, and, we, and we're talking about in a midfield that contains Bernardo Silva, that contains Fernandinho and Gundogan, it's it's a mm-hmm. huge task for the guy. Um, but if he can control that ball and and and, and play into the likes of uh, Pepe, Saka, and Aubameyang, yeah, we we could see this Arsenal team uh, really do some damage. But then they've got to get past the arguably the best two centre backs in the Premier League today in Storms and Diaz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a lot at stake here today, Mags. Um, Arsenal need wins so that they can try and get closer to European spots. Oh, still tenth, still tenth. That's mm-hmm. shocking. Manchester City need to win to hold on to their lead. Um, so there's these are high stakes here, folks. As we are getting closer uh, to kickoff, um, we're going to go ahead and do predictions. Okay, and so if you guys are out there, out on the internet, here in the chat, uh, please leave your predictions in the the live chat. I'll go ahead and pull them up on the screen as you punch them in. So tell us what you think is going to be the final score line. We want to know what you think. Um, We'll start with you though, Mags. Mags, predictions for for the score and what we may see here in this game. Okay, um, I think we see what we've seen from City uh, for the, the the past three four months. Uh, a very suffocating, uh, very um, clinical uh, display. I'm going to go with two nil Manchester City. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Um, I am going to. Uh, my head says three nil to Manchester City, but you know what? I if there's somebody who knows Manchester City just as well as Pep Guardiola, it's got to be Mikel Arteta, and I think that he put Granite Jaka and Mohamed El Nene in the midfield for a reason. I think that they're going to be able to successfully screen the passes uh, that Manchester City is going to try and develop in the midfield. I think it's going to be a lot more of a cagey affair. I'm going to go 2-1 to the Arsenal here. 2-1 oh. to Arsenal. Uh, they they break uh, the Manchester City win streak here. So, wow. let us know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I, I got a feeling. I got to have something to look forward to this weekend, right? Um, I mean, it's the perfect result for, for a Liverpool fan, and a forlorn Liverpool fan at that. Uh, indeed indeed Uh, we'll talk about the Merseyside Derby here uh, shortly but we are getting of course closer uh, to kickoff no Mr. Stephen Grudy this week I'm I'm not sure where he is maybe he's backpacking across Europe or maybe he's um, you know on a a wilderness retreat in Antarctica I I, I really don't know Uh, but we're going to try and get him back on the show as soon as we possibly can Um, so Stephen if you're out there watching Stay safe out there, buddy. Yeah, hope and, you're doing all right. and hopefully you are uh, well, fit and well, and uh, there's no issues. And yeah, we miss you. We do miss you, sir. We we absolutely do miss you, Stephen. So please come home. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded almost like a lost child appeal. <laughs> somebody, Brit- somebody Brit- out Steve there. Yeah, on a milk carton. On a milk carton. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody uh, out there knows where our Stephen is. 
you, one of us, you or I, in a bonnet, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put on a bonnet, put on a business suit. It'll be I mean, reward for uh, the safe return of Stephen. <laughs> Please bring our Stephen home. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. yes, we are about to kick off here. Uh, yes. We just take dark, dark turns on this show, don't we? <laughs> we do. Very strange turns. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this game, Megs. I, I don't know. There's just a <laughs> feeling in the air. There's been a lot of very contentious games. We'll talk about uh, the rest of the results around the Premier League this um, uh, this past weekend. Um but yeah, this this will be interesting. We've also got Manchester United versus Newcastle later on today. Brighton versus Crystal Palace. Uh, that'll be interesting. Um, let me see here. Uh, here we go. As Pep Guardiola and Mikel Arteta greet each other, uh, we are getting very close to kickoff, folks. I'm I'm super excited about this. Uh, if you do choose to do any betting for today's uh, game uh, you can go to Thrive Fantasy just right above there, right above us you can go there, let us let them know that uh, Radio Techers and Shooting the Sports Ish sent you, yeah, <laughs> there you go Mags, um, but we do ask that you please gamble responsibly mm-hmm. um, the players are about to kneel um, at the uh, halfway line uh, for kickoff, very excited uh, very tense moment here, Mags. Very tense. Uh, we are at Emirates Stadium, and it looks as though the ref is about to blow the whistle. Uh, and uh, we have kickoff. So, Arsenal, Manchester City, it's finally come. Uh, Manchester City in what looks to be white and very dark blue. Uh, well, the, the white shirt is is actually got a, a paisley pattern. It's very one of the more controversial uh, strips of uh, of recent memories. A lot of uh, City fans absolutely love the paisley, but a lot of them absolutely dislike it with a vengeance. Uh, but Arsenal in traditional red white, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and straight Man, away City on the attack. Wow, they yeah, are they're... not messing about. They are flying in. There's a cross there, and Raheem Sterling fluffs his lines, not oh. able to pull off that uh, the shot on goal. Uh, Arsenal, though, look to be breaking away, and Odegaard pressing in on the City defense. It's already happening, Mags. It's already happening. I can I can tell you, I can feel there's goals here in this game. Um, I mean, we, it, well, it was only last weekend that uh, Aubameyang got his first uh, Premier League hat-trick, so... He is in a, a purple patch of form, certainly. Indeed. Uh, Arsenal, of course, have to be very wary of City here on the attack. Uh, Riyad Mahrez in at goal. And Raheem Sterling oh, wow. with a header. With an amazing header. Uh, <laughs> City open uh, 1-0. 1-0 within the first two minutes of the game, Max. This is insanity. Yeah, and, and the same uh, type of attack as the first one. So in the in in eighty seconds, Arsenal have, have fallen for the same thing twice, uh, mm. and the same person on the end of it is just he was in a better position this time. Uh, the smallest guy in the box able to 
out jump all the defenders, got himself a little bit of room and a perfect header into the top corner. Leno, absolutely no chance of getting it. A really poor defending, um, but what a, what an exciting start for Man City. Yeah, I mean, well, and and how good is Riyad Mahrez? Not Riyad Mahrez. Obviously, Riyad Mahrez has been good this season. Uh, oh, yeah, there's that Paisley kit. I forgot how weird that looked. Uh, it it looks like a, a dishcloth, <laughs> like a tea towel. <laughs> oh, with, like, some amoebas on it. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, how good has Raheem Sterling been this season? Raheem Sterling has been very prolific, and and not even just this season. Just uh, in the last four four or five seasons, he's been so consistently good. Um, probably England's best attacking player um, uh, outside of Kane by a by a long stretch. He's just been is the is the focal point of this Man City attack. Mm. I would say that uh, if you're an England uh, national team fan supporter, uh, if, or if just English in general, uh, you got to be pretty excited about the prospects of Kane and Sterling kind of being in the form that they're in at this stage uh, of, of their careers. Uh, obviously, with some big tournaments ahead, uh, we'll see. Uh, also, you have John Stones, who is anchoring that Manchester City defense. Um, I'm sure that he'll be uh, very um, uh, a very good uh, piece of the puzzle there for the England national team. Yeah, I mean, I personally wouldn't have. I would have other players in front of uh, Stones. Uh, I think he's really kind of uh, grown under uh, Ruben uh, Diaz and, and really got confidence from Ruben Diaz more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. If I, if if I was Southgate and I'd be taking Ben Mee and uh, and James Tarkovsky, uh, but that may have a little bit of bias in there. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a real strong man defense, that's for sure. That is absolutely for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, City already are kind of just playing with Arsenal, cruising again, and it, it's like I said, they they suffocate the the team. They don't allow for any kind of attack from their opponents. They they don't give the ball away. They're uh, quick passers. There's nothing um, kind of flashy about it. They look for space, and 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 it, it's just how they run the game. Mm-hmm. Well, and like when I was talking about Granite Jacques and, and Mohamed Nene screening, uh, I mean, they've packed out the midfield. And and they they helped congest the midfield quite a bit there at, uh, for moments there and within the fourth minute of the game, but <sighs> City just found a way to maneuver around them and and mm-hmm. it's it's really I, astonishing how they do that. I mean, when you're watching uh, City play, you can see the kind of triangles that they form, and it's oh, you can see the triangles that the the the, the players form to. Uh, to basically never get uh, blocked off where you can't find another pass. It's really clever football, uh, and I'm there interrupting uh, um, a Rahe- another Raheem Sterling chance. Uh, the ball getting trapped under his feet uh, in the box a little bit. Um, better defending by Rob Holding, uh, but mm. uh, Leno able to claim the ball. Uh, in the first five minutes, City have had 81% of the possession. Madness. Just so Damn. dominant. 
Well, and I don't think you were interrupting Sterling. I think Sterling interrupted you with his yeah. <laughs> sprint down the touchline to make that uh, att- attempt on goal. Um, we'll see. Arsenal need to hang in here uh, if they're uh, hoping to get some uh, some results, some points uh, here in this match. Um, Mags, let's uh, as, as we watch Manchester City control possession of the uh, of the ball here for this game. Uh, let's talk about some results that we had uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Wolves defeated Leeds one nil. Uh, on Friday, uh, Southampton uh, drew with Chelsea 1 1. Um, yesterday, Burnley played West Brom. West Brom uh, picked up a red card during that game. Uh, I believe it was uh, Ajayi. Uh, um, yep, for a goal, uh, stopping a goal scoring opportunity with his handball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game ended 0 0. Uh, Liverpool. Nil Everton two, uh, lots of controversy in this one. Was it a pen? Was it not a pen? I mean, doesn't matter at this point. Um, this was one of the most um, look. I, as a Liverpool fan, I try to come on here every week, defend, say my piece, you know, try to be analytical about it. Um, this was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen by a Liverpool team. Uh, so they they looked dis- disengaged, disinterested. They looked lazy. They were sloppy. Um, the only player that looked like they wanted to be there at that game was Trent Alexander-Arnold. And that was <laughs> after uh, Jordan Henderson um, was uh, off injured. So we now have a situation where twice that Liverpool has played Everton this season. One game they lost Virgil van Dijk, the other game they lost Jordan Henderson. And likely <laughs> both injuries will result in them being out for the rest of the season. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Everton, good on them. You, you know, if you're an Evertonian, you know, congratulations. This is probably the biggest victory of your life. So, you know, good for you. I'm really happy uh, that you got to have that moment. Um but yeah, uh, I think if you're a Liverpool fan, you feel awfully bad about. Uh, <laughs> this is the biggest. This is probably the biggest win of your life. Congratulations! Oh my God, the salt, the salt. <laughs> I, I love mean, it. I mean, yeah, just uh, prove me wrong. If you're an Evertonian here in the chat, prove me wrong. Is it not the biggest result that you've ever had? I, I mean, for, for uh, what it means to Liverpool, I suppose. It, I mean, I, I dare say there have been uh, bigger results where they've actually won trophies. But in in with this rivalry, for what it did for Liverpool, uh, losing four in the, in a row at home for the first time in like ninety nine years, uh, for for. Um, the, the the result putting them level on points and stuff like that. It's a huge victory, um, mm. and and statistically, Liverpool had so much of uh, control of this game. I mean, seventy one percent of the ball, uh, six more shots than than Everton did, and five more corners than they did. It's just like I said, uh, Liverpool were not engaged in the game, um, and it seems that maybe that is kind of a. Uh, filtering down from Klopp and his uh, his personal problems. Um, the the guy's an absolutely class manager, but I think he needs to 
take some time to um, to uh, grieve, take some time to get his head clear. Uh, I understand that he wants to keep busy, uh, and he said that he doesn't want the time away, but sometimes you aren't in the right frame of mind when you go through something as traumatic as he's had to go through over the last few weeks, and that confidence is filtering down to the plate. You can, you can really see that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and he said in, in interviews that he's he and his family have taken the time and, and that they've had a lot of time to, to go through that process. But when you're in the public eye like he is, mm-hmm. that can be very difficult, yeah. um, especially with it being such a close family member. Um, I, I, I don't want to see Klopp lash out. I don't think that lashing out at the reporters is the right thing to do, even though they mm-hmm. sometimes deserve it. Sometimes, well, sometimes. certainly one reporter uh, that I saw of the over the weekend definitely deserved it. Um, I, but I think that, um, and and you probably will never see this with Klopp, um, but I I think that he he needs to make sure that the players are accountable. For, for what they did, um, you know, there's been probably far too much. You know, we played really well. You know, this is what I want to see out of the team. They fought, blah blah blah. I think we've seen far too much of that. I think that he needs to start saying, either publicly or privately, that this was not good enough. Um, and, and you know, uh, more more stick rather than carrot here. Uh, from, yeah, from Klopp. Um, I think that if he showed that publicly, um, while it might be a bit harsh on the players, I think that at this point, but, what, what, but it, what can you Would do? it be harsh? Would it be harsh, though? Because <laughs> they're going into the record books. I mean, this is a, a team over the last couple of years who've played some of the best-looking football uh, mm-hmm. in the past decade, and now they're going into the record books for being arguably one of the worst uh, Liverpool performing Liverpool teams. Uh, four losses at home in a row. Hasn't been done for, what, 100 years. Um, yeah, historically there has to, poor. Yeah, there has to be a point when those players stand up and say, this is our fault. And we we don't see that enough for, in football for me. Um, how many times is it the manager that ends up getting uh, the sack? Uh, and then the player power, um, where players are, are basically absolved of responsibility. But the manager doesn't go and perform on the pitch uh, for you. And if you aren't performing, you've got to hold your hands up and say, "Look, I, I, we are at fault for this." Right. There absolutely needs to be some some player accountability. Um, but I think that with Henderson now gone. Van Dyke now uh, obviously still missing. Um, it's a, leadership in that Liverpool team is very very hard to come by. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it'll be it'll be a very very interesting uh, to see uh, where Klopp uh, takes this team. Um, I I still would back him to be the man to make sure that they make top four, but this is a big ask right now yeah. uh, for, for, for Klopp and this Liverpool team. Um, namely this here, and, and I'm going to give Everton their props here momentarily, I promise, guys. Um, but um, I, I put out a, a poll on Twitter yesterday um, 
and uh, uh, basically uh, it's it's at Radio Techers as you can see here on the screen um, is now the time for Liverpool to cash out on Mane, Salah, and Firmino. Seventy five point nine percent said yes to twenty four point one percent who said no. Um, I also asked who uh, they uh, who would be brought in uh, to replace them. Um, uh, obviously, uh, some familiar names came around. Uh, Craig uh, William on Twitter, um, he brought up names like um, uh, Halland, uh, like Joao Felix, um, Mbappe. Obviously, um, it was was named as well. Um, so, you know, these these are options uh, that that Liverpool might have to explore. Um, I think that this summer will be difficult because of lack of cash for everybody. I think you're mm-hmm. going to see a lot more player plus cash type trades like you see here in the U.S. Um, yep. These these might be things that we will see this summer. Um, as far as Everton's concerned, uh, great job defensively. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti uh, seriously made that team very compact. The defense was uh, for Everton was phenomenal. Um, had they played like that all season, I think that they would have ended up winning <laughs> a lot more games. Um, but uh, uh, hats off to Everton. Good job. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I've got to say about the Merseyside Derby. Mags, anything else on your end? Um, no, I don't want to rub salt into uh, what what are very clear. I mean, for not just for you, for, for all Liverpool fans, this is a, a hard... Uh, town to be dealing with, especially when you've been so dominant last season, so dominant at the beginning of the season, and and the drop off has been massive. Um, mm. So yeah, um, I, I still think they'll turn it around. I still think they'll come good. I mean, the the result against um, RB Leipzig um, showed that the the talent is still there, that the the quality is still there, and, and the passion can still be there. So I'm sure mm. Liverpool will still qualify for for. Um, for uh, European, uh, for the um, Champions League, but I do believe that there, there needs to be some sort of rebuild. Um, I think maybe a little bit of pride and a little bit of stubbornness when uh, Van Dijk was out injured to not pick up somebody um, of, of at least equal caliber of him to uh, fill that role uh, as comeback and bit Liverpool. Uh, a little bit, plus the fact that so many replacements in that position have picked up uh, injuries. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost as if if you're asked by Klopp to be uh, play centre back, you run for the hills because uh, you, you're going to end up with a, a, a season long injury. I think the the bad luck with injuries, the poor performances from the the attacking uh, front three has just. Uh, it's it's come to a head and and, and Liverpool now are, are are in a little bit of a funk. I think maybe we just no longer play ever center backs ever. No, uh, maybe we just don't play center backs. Maybe we just put our center backs in the midfield and just have a really big block in the midfield. I think that'll that'll work better. Um, Connor McCabe has joined us. How are you doing, Connor? Hope you're doing well. Hello, uh, Connor. And uh, Matt Willis is also in the chat. Uh, Matt, I'm sure that you're licking the same wounds that I am. I hope you're doing well today as well. Um, so, uh, Hello, Matt. <laughs> hello, Matt. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. I, I will say, 
Um, and this is totally unrealistic, but uh, I did do a bit of FIFA last night, and uh, I, I did do some uh, player plus ca- uh, cash trades. Uh, uh, traded uh, uh, Firmino and some cash for Haaland, and uh, Salah and some cash for Mbappe. I'll tell you what. Halen and Mbappe, as unrealistic as it would be, that's a that's a great combination. Uh, Liverpool should be uh, heavily interested in, in investing in the. I mean, <laughs> the I mean that, that's a, a that's a lot of investment. Uh, that's that's almost half a billion uh, pounds worth of investment right there. I mean, uh, why didn't you just why didn't you just replace um, uh, Manny with uh, Sancho then and just go all out? I mean, look, you'd be set for the decade. I mean, you would you wouldn't have to do nothing uh for the decade. Uh you'd be good. Uh Matt Willis in the chat, who is the most underrated midfielder in the Premier League? That's a great question. Mags, who do you think is the most underrated uh midfielder here in the Premier League? I mean, that's a um, a big big question. Um for me, I still go with who I thought was one of the better midfielders when we did our uh, Premier Leagues of the season so far. I think uh, Yuri Tielemans has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, I love the way he's able to um, control the game, but also add to that uh, that uh, Leicester attacking flair. So I, I really like uh, Tielemans. I also like uh, Grealish as much as uh, as much as uh, people bag on him. I think he is vital to to uh, Aston Villa, and when he's not playing. They, uh, Aston Villa definitely miss uh, a key aspect of their game. I also really like watching uh, Harvey Barnes. Uh, I give him a lot of grief at the beginning of the season for not being able to uh, finish as uh, as as well as he should be with the chances he's getting. But he's certainly come good over the last few uh, weeks and has found the back of the net a lot more. So yeah, I'd go with one of those three. Maybe maybe throw in James Madison there for a, for a little bit of classy flair. This isn't like build your own midfield. <laughs> I'm doing FIFA. I'm doing FIFA for Liverpool's midfield. <laughs> With Haaland up front. No. Um, uh, let's see. Um, underrated midfielders. I mean, we're looking at one of them right now on the field. Um, uh, El Nene for Arsenal. I think that he's really, really good, highly energetic. I like the way he plays. Um, I, I agree. My only issue with El Nene is he goes anonymous so many times. Like he's, he's almost like you're playing with 10 men sometimes. Yeah, I, I would say that's pretty true. Um, uh, Hoybier. I mean, I don't think enough people talk about Hoybier from Spurs. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that he's really, really, really good. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there's there's so many out there. Uh, that's such a great question, Matt. Matt, who do you think is the most underrated midfielder? I would like for you to tell me who you think is the most underrated midfielder. I, I want to know what your thoughts are. Uh, Connor asking a question here. This is a, a, another good, interesting question. What team do you guys think is on the uprise? So the the uptick, Mags, who's, who's on the ascent uh, in the Premier League? I mean, there's two that absolutely stand out for me. It's uh, West Ham. Uh, Earlier in the season, we were perhaps pegging them to be in a relegation battle, and now they're they're fourth. They're leading the charge for that last uh, Champions League spot. Um, They've been really exciting to watch. I think uh, 
Thomas Suchek has been one of the signings of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy watching West Ham play, and that's uh, not something uh, I've, I've said many times in my uh, football fandom. But the the one that stands out, and it's the one that I'm the most glad about, is Leicester. Uh, I think if there's any team that is going to break that monopoly of the big six um, and do it in a way that um, they haven't bought their way into into doing it. They've, they've really kind of grounded and hustled the way, uh, and they're, I think they're going to be a force for a long, long time. Um, they've made, I mean, the, the the quip we had at the beginning of the show about there being a lot of money was actually about Leicester, uh, how they've made, <laughs> sold £250 million pounds worth of players, uh, for players that they bought for £30 million. I mean, for me, that's how you... Um, that's the right way to to uh, put yourself in that uh, in that challenging mm-hmm. spot um, by being a club in profit and not buying your way to the league. So for me, it'd be West Ham and Leicester. Yeah, what, these are both really, really good shouts. Um, I love the shout for Leicester as much as they were uh, just. Um, so full of themselves uh, when they when they beat Liverpool, um, I really uh, respect and enjoy the way that uh, uh, Leicester play. Um, so yeah, hats off to, to Leicester. And they, and uh, here's the other thing that that really impresses me and that I really actually respect a lot for Leicester um, was when uh, when all those owners here as Manchester City almost in on goal again. Um, we were in about the 23rd minute mark here. Um, one of the things that really impressed me with Lester uh, is when all the owners got together and were making those votes about who's going to have pay-per-view and who's going to do this. Uh, Lester was the sole team, the sole owner, the uh, you know representative there was the only people that said no, we're not doing this. Like <laughs> like we vote for no. Um, whereas all the other teams were voting for their own commercial interest. So you know you have Lester who seems to be on paper. Um, really, kind of. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, maybe, maybe he has a bit more uh, scruples, <laughs> perhaps, uh, than than other ownership. Um, I, I, I would say you have to also put Everton in that that group. I think Everton uh, looked to be um, rather in a good position. You you can't not be in a good position having a team that they've built and being managed by Carlo Ancelotti. They look like they have good mm-hmm. funding as well. You, you gotta say that Everton's probably on the ascent as well. Yep, I agree. Uh, I think Everton's issue may be maintaining it uh, because, as we've seen, they they started so well at the beginning and then had a big drop off, and then they they come in good again. Um, if they can go, go the next uh, fourteen games of the season uh, and and really kind of uh, pull out a hell of a lot of victories, yeah, I can see them being up there at least in the the Europa League spots. Hmm. Um, let me see here. Uh, Matt's got some, uh, Matt, Matt did respond and he also has another question. So this chat is full of all sorts of good questions here today, guys. Thank you so much for your questions. Uh, Matt says the most underrated midfielder is Joe Willick. Hmm. Mm, Interested. Yeah. I I didn't consider Joe Willick. It's a good shout. Good shout. Um, Matt also asked, who is the worst goalkeeper in the league? Not a one-off appearance, but regular playing time. Um, I would normally say Jordan Pickford is probably the worst goalkeeper. Is that, is that, 
is that through saltiness would you say no i i think that's through regular calamity uh is that <laughs> is the reason why i would put uh jordan pickford up there and that's not not me being salty that's just that's just a fact um <laughs> who do you think is the most uh uh the worst goalkeeper in the league mags hmm. i mean you, you, it, there's a case to be made for um for uh, Johnston at West Brom. Uh, you could easily say Darlow is struggling at Newcastle, even though I thought he uh, he's did really well at the beginning of the season. He was just uh, stuck with, uh, with um, a poor defence that was really letting him down. Um, I, I want to say now, though, performing pretty poorly is, is uh, Meslier at Leeds. Uh, another uh, mm. another keeper who, who really started well and uh, someone who really impressed me at the beginning of the season. But yeah, he's been very very calamitous in the last few games. At least uh, he doesn't look the safe pair of hands that he, he did in the first four or five games. So yeah, I, I think I'll go with uh, Meslier. Hey, that's another good shout, man. So this is a really good shout as well. Um... Arsenal looked to have almost gone in on goal. Uh, they were playing exactly how I thought that they would, um, but with a with a poor pass from Saka um, led to uh, the chance being uh, uh, missed. I guess would be and and then straight away Sitter get the ball and are on the attack. Um, mm-hmm. It it just shows how scarily good when when. When City uh, want to, they can just turn this game on a dime and, and just rip defences apart. Um, they, Arsenal had all the possession then, uh, and as soon as they gave it up, City were away and back in Arsenal's box. It's 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 worrying. If this team played to its strengths and, and really put out 100% every game, you'd be seeing four or five nils every single game, I think. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um more matches that took place because uh, I think we got stuck on talking Merseyside Derby. Um, but you felt? Do you feel purged now? You feel a little bit purged? No, there's still so much more venom, <laughs> so much more. Um, but that's okay. It's okay to be bitter, folks. It's okay. Um, uh, it's okay to be bitter. Oh, I, I love it. Um, Fulham won Sheffield United nil in one of uh, a six pointer a literal a a literal six pointer a a craptacular six pointer this was was, these were two horrible teams playing against each other Um, I mean it was a horrible game Um, Fulham absolutely dominated though to be fair they had so many uh, opportunities um, only was able to manage to score one, but that's 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 all you need, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's insane to think. Uh, you know, just just you gotta look at these standings here. Sheffield United. I mean, I understand. Uh, it's 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 hard <laughs> for for teams to be in the Premier League. This is a a very difficult uh, game to play, but. Um, Oh, Sheffield United might be one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Um, and and we, call, we called it, I mean, it wasn't exactly um, 
psychic abilities, but we did call no. that they would struggle at the beginning of the season, especially when it came to the, the transfers that they brought in. You just mm. you can't see a proven goal scorer in that team, unfortunately. Um, no, nope. and they, they, they so much money on Rian Brewster. I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if 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 it had if it had have worked though, it, it, they could have been in a totally different position. But you, it, it's hard to expect a kid of his age to have such a um, a a big responsibility on his shoulders with a, a record-breaking uh, deal, and and then he's expected to get the goal straight away. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not had that. He's not had that chance with with Liverpool. He's not really kind of uh, found his feet in the Premier League uh, mm-hmm. to think he's going to be the the saving graces. It was a big ask for him, and and it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Matt's got some more questions in the chat. I want to get to those here just momentarily. Uh, let's talk about a little a bit of a, a London derby here, if you will. Uh, West Ham 2, Spurs 1. Uh, surprising result here for West Ham. Uh, they Is it though? Is it surprising with, with how this uh, West Ham side have been playing? Well, yeah, I don't think it is. Well, maybe. I mean, with the quality that Spurs have, though, I mean, I always have to, like, err on the side of Spurs and say, you know what, Spurs should win this game. And and, and, they, and they didn't. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's and Mourinho, now, Mourinho now has the worst uh, win ratio of any Tottenham manager since Juan de Ramos, who was uh, notoriously bad. Mm. Well, well, we'll have to... We'll have to see. We'll we'll keep an eye on these results as they uh, they come in week by week. Uh, one it, more it, thing here. It's it's actually is worse that he's ever done uh, with uh, any Premier League team that he's been in charge with. Fifty in his fifty games with Tottenham, he's fourteen points fewer than his second mm-hmm. worst fifty games, which was uh, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that this season for so many teams will be uh, you'll either be in the camp of we outdid ourselves and this is going to be a season to remember or this is going to be a season to forget. Yeah. Um, So, you know, for Spurs, you you know, uh, you're in warm company with me. Um, (laughs) uh, Aston Villa one, Leicester City two, Leicester City second place mags big things happening over at leicester city mm-hmm. uh, i'm hoping that these plucky underdogs can uh, pipe uh, uh manchester city to the title we've talked plenty about leicester city we know what they're all about yeah i, I would love it for it to happen I, I love uh i'm a sucker for an underdog story uh and and i love the way leicester have, have clawed their, their way from from Middle of the league obscurity uh, in in the the championship and league one to being one of the the biggest clubs in in the Premier League, um, and they absolutely deserve where they where they are. The 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 midfield have been superb all season. The likes of uh, Madison when he came back from injury, uh, Harvey Barnes. They've just been absolutely brilliant. They've they've had a uh, great support with uh, like I said with Tielemans, who's been that that kind of rock. Uh, and then Vardy has been Vardy's been Vardy. He's been doing exactly what he needs to needs to do. And um, yeah, he said it, it's fun watching Leicester. 
It really is. I I, I do <laughs> enjoy watching Leicester um, as as a neutral supporter. I, I I think that they play very very fun uh, football. I think that uh, they're ruthless when they need to be ruthless. I just hope uh, that they can stay healthy and stay in form because mm-hmm. Leicester. You might be our last hope here. Um, <laughs> that sounded like Star Wars then. Lester, <laughs> it is. you're my it's only very, hope. <laughs> it's, very, it's very very much like Star Wars. Um, Connor McCabe in the chat. Uh, let's get to some, of these, some more of these questions here. Connor McCabe asking, uh, does Arsenal have the potential to be a force within the next few years? Um, hmm. I think it's possible. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a shit. This is assuming that that Connor, I think he's mentioned it before, that he's an Arsenal fan. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it, I think Arsenal need to do a lot of rebuilding. We said at the beginning of the season that they felt like they haven't got a strong um, base of players who, who you can rely on. They haven't got a strong span of a squad um, who you can rely on. But then when they play uh, players like Smithrow and Saka, players who, who have a link to uh, the uh, Arsenal uh, coming through the ranks and have a passion for the club, they, they perform a hell of a lot better. So if they can mm-hmm. build on that, but then replace the dead wood uh, with, uh, with, with uh, high-caliber players, then perhaps they could. I mean, it's, it's definitely not out of the realms of possibility, but I think it's a a big uphill task and I maybe don't think Arteta's the man for the job. Uh, I don't think he's, it just doesn't seem strong willed enough. It doesn't seem like he's got enough uh, experience for a job as, as big as what's needed to be done at Arsenal. Um, I feel like, I feel like Mikel Arteta can be the man for the job. I feel like okay. he can be, and uh, because you hear a lot of these things from from Arsenal fans, and maybe Connor can can vouch for me here, uh, but you you've heard these things about what Mikel Arteta is doing behind the scenes at Arsenal that he's changing the culture of the club, he's changing how things are viewed at the club. Um, I, I would be interested to see how. Mikel Arteta evolves this Arsenal team. I think that he needs far more time than Frank Lampard did uh, uh, to to, to see out his project here. But um, I think that the the thing that's holding Arsenal back here is this past summer they they got older, not younger. They need to get younger. Um and, and and substantially younger. Um, the the big part of the well, problem and, here- and the best players are the young ones. I mean, the likes of Kieran Tierney has been uh, outstanding. Like I said, Saka has been brilliant. Uh, Smith Rowe, when he's had chances to play, has, has turned games around. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but it's the likes of Willian. It's the likes of uh, Bamian going anonymous. It's the likes of Lacazette mm-hmm. not being uh, good in front of uh, in front of, of goal. It's the likes of Zaka being one minute an absolute hero, the next minute the biggest villain of, of the club. Um, <laughs> it, it's those kind of factors that, that, that hold uh, Arsenal back. Mm-hmm. There's no consistency. Well, well and, and what we're seeing here in this game, and I know we haven't chatted as much about it, but it, it really is Manchester City absorbing possession and then Arsenal counterattacking when possible. Mm-hmm. The, the bright moments come when the ball gets to the feet of somebody like Obama Yang, or, yeah. uh, who is uh, older, but you know, you've know you got Odegaard and Pepe and Saka, 
and they're the ones who make things happen for Alba. Uh, so I mean, I mean whenever I, you see those I've, on the ball, I've, it's, it's, I've it's ragged on. Yeah, I've ragged on uh, Odegaard, but I think he's been really impressive in this. When uh, when Arsenal have had opportunities, he's been front and center. He's been the the, the guy pulling the strings. Uh, there was a, mm-hmm. a chance a couple of minutes ago where if he had an extra yard of pace, he could have possibly got on the end of a a, a ball, and and we could have perhaps got a goal. So. Uh, I think uh, Odegaard has been fairly impressive so far. Arguably one of uh, uh, Arsenal's better players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoy this, uh, this this question here. I think that it is possible that Arsenal could be another big driving force, but I think that it's... Uh, I think their scouting has gotten worse since Wenger left. I think that they need to get younger. I think that they need to actually use their academy. And unfortunately, a big, a big hindrance here is the fact that they've got really poor uh, ownership. They've got like Stan Kroenke is one of probably the worst uh, sports team owners, um, notoriously bad across the board for any of the teams that he owns. Um, so he he's not one that invests. He's not one that really cares about your club. He just wants to get the money from the club. Yeah, allegedly that's my that's my point of view personally. Um, so you know that's that's just that's just my opinion. Anywho, uh, so the answer, Connor, maybe it's possible. Yeah, I, I could see it. Um, <clears throat> Matt Willis in the chat once again. Uh, hope you're still doing well, Matt. Uh, Matt has questions for both of us. A uh, question for Mavs yeah. was Van Dyke or Jota the bigger loss uh, as far as the uh, as far as injury is concerned. And question for me: uh, Are are you glad we didn't sign uh, Upa Meccano, uh after his performance in midweek? Mags, do you <laughs> want to take that question first, or do you want me to? Yeah, I mean that that's a that is a tough question because uh, the the injury to Van Dyke has been pretty pivotal in in a lot of the problems that we're seeing with uh with Liverpool now if if Van Dijk didn't get injured would we see the injuries to uh the likes of uh of, of Gomez would we see the injuries to the likes of uh Matip would we see the injuries to the to Henderson there, there was a lot of um, Fabinho yeah there's a lot of dominoes that have fallen because of that injury to Van Dijk but on the same uh on on the, on the flip side of, of that Jota was an absolute star. He was lighting up the the attack for Liverpool, and he was bringing in uh, Salah, uh, Salah and Mane into the play. And uh, all three of them was were really thriving with Jota uh, uh, playing in that position. And they have looked a lot weaker without Jota, um, mm. but they've still got three absolutely class attackers on the pitch and and it would only take one good performance for for those three to light back up and and become world beaters again whereas you you haven't got that potential in the defense so i think the the injury to van dyke hurts liverpool a lot more than the injury to jota does because you haven't got the backup 
Well, and I think that you can uh, you can prove that statistically, and and it has been proven statistically. If you look at you know the way that Liverpool play without Van Dyke versus the way that Liverpool play with Van Dyke. All across the board, the stats are far better offensively, defensively, passing. Everything is better with Van Dyke and the team. Uh, so, unfortunately, it seems like Liverpool had a lot of their eggs in a bit in a big Dutch basket, so to speak. Um, <laughs> uh, as far as the question uh, Matt asked about Upamecano, uh, uh, are we glad that we didn't sign Upamecano after his performance midweek? Uh, yeah. Um, I think that Upamecano, he will work very well in a Bayern team, uh, but I think that he's very prone to make mistakes. Um, I think that Bayern will probably end up hammering out a lot of those mistakes that he makes in this game. He's still a very young guy, um, but uh, mistake prone is not what Liverpool need right now. Um, again, if it was me, um, I'd be looking at Edmund Tapsoba uh, from Bayer Leverkusen. I think that he should be the guy that you go for in the summertime if you're Liverpool trying to pick up another defender. Um, I think that you, honestly, you might want to think about, uh, I, I don't know if there's an obligation to buy Kabak, um, but but I would be examining that very, very um, intently, intensely uh, if there is or you know is not an option to buy Kabak. Um, score line here as we're reaching the 42nd minute of the game Manchester City 1 Arsenal 0 uh, and uh, I guess at halftime we can start breaking out these uh, uh, these hot takes here Mags yeah, uh, got I some mean, more questions being asked I was just going to add uh, a comment to uh, Matt's and it's more of a question yeah. for you would you would you uh, knowing that uh, Barcelona are in the position that they're in that they are desperate for funds that uh, a lot of players are probably going to be leaving very soon. Would you not look at maybe someone like Umtiti? Um, I wouldn't look at uh, Umtiti because he's getting near the end of his career and we don't Liverpool do not need more injury prone players. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think uh, had he had he not been basically on one leg for three seasons, I think that it would be a different story. Uh, but he's very, I mean, very to say someone at 27 is getting to the end of the career is, uh, I, I mean, it's a stretch, a little bit of a stretch, but I do get the point that he, he has got uh, limbs made out of uh, Weetabix. And, uh, and, if, and Speaking and, of stretching, if maybe he stretched more, maybe he wouldn't have as many... <laughs> I don't know. Um, No, but in all seriousness, I know he's only 27, but the injuries that he's had are very chronic injuries. These are ones that can easily end years off of the career. Um, So it's, I don't know. I'm a a bit weary about it, but I, I, I apologize. I interrupted you. No, it's fine. I was just, uh, I thought that the maybe the English game would be a little bit too um, hard on him. Um, I know that the Spanish game is certainly not as, as uh, tackle heavy as the English game is, but mm. I, I still think he's one of the the the, the better defenders in Europe. It's just oh. he, he has got issues with uh, with with injuries. I do I do concede that point. It's just with Barcelona being. Yeah, with Barcelona being in the weeds, uh, it's, it's the perfect time to perhaps uh, raid them. 
that's what I'm getting at. Hmm. Um, I mean, if if and it would not happen, but if if I'm picking up any Barcelona defender, it'd probably be Longley. Uh, Longley's an excellent defender. Um, yes. I think, uh, and he's still a bit young. Uh, so I mean, I would say he'd be a better prospect uh, to have. Um, I don't know. That's a very, very good question. Um, Matt says that his hot take, West Ham will finish third behind Leicester and City. Oh, so do you think United will drop off? Hmm, interesting. I, I don't that, know if that'll happen. I don't think so. I, I think that that's, that's asking way too much, and that would be presumptive to assume that... I, that 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 Manchester United would drop that that low, that would be, uh, I mean that would take Liverpool levels of bad form for for Manchester United to drop that much, and I don't think that there's enough games for them to, I don't know, drop that 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 I don't know. I think we've seen a purple patch. We are seeing a purple patch with with West Ham. They are playing some great football. I think adding uh, Jesse Lingard has been a revelation. Uh, who knew that actually getting game time would mean that that you could actually play well? Uh, but it's it's keeping that consistency, and, and West Ham have have not been able to be that consistent. Um, so I, I do expect Liverpool to 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 pull back in. I, I'd love to see West Ham make the Europa spots, but I don't think they'll make top four. Um, I think my 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 heart says City, Leicester, United, Liverpool. I think that's what's going to happen. I think okay. that Liverpool will will somehow make it. But that that's just my heart speaking. I don't know. Uh, so, it could ve- very well be a different story. So then that would make Chelsea and their quarter of a billion spend uh, a flop. Europa League. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's um, that's a that's a huge huge disappointment for Chelsea. I mean, it, it could be possible that Chelsea uh, pips Liverpool. Though I mean, look with the form that they're in. It's it's it wouldn't be it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility. Uh, I mean, that, I mean, this is a Chelsea side that were pretty lucky against Southampton. I mean, we talk about uh, we talked earlier about Klopp maybe needing to um, you blame the players and, and put a little bit more responsibility on the players. Perhaps maybe not blame is the correct word, but give make sure the players are, are aware of their responsibilities. Where Tuchel, mm. uh, who was a, a Klopp's replacement at, at, at Dortmund, he did exactly that in the game against Southampton. He uh, mm-hmm. he he basically said that uh, uh, Hudson Odoi did not perform when he brought him on and and subbed him back off uh, half an hour later on. Um, that is a manager that that he doesn't give a he shit about your wants. name power. Yeah, your name power don't mean shit to him. If you don't perform, <laughs> off you come. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, and and that's that's what I, I think that's what Liverpool fans want to see out of uh, out of Klopp is is that uh, uh, you know to to you know get the players to take ownership and and for mm-hmm. for them to to be accountable uh, on the field. I mean, obviously. 
Klopp manages the game. He arranges it. He provides the the tactical know-how. He tells the players how to run the game. At the end of the day, it's up to the players to produce on the field, just as much as it is up to him to to manage everything. Yep. Um, we are at a halftime now. Uh, one yeah. to Manchester City. And, uh, and it's been the game that I predicted. It's been a very uh, stifled game by Manchester City. We've, we've seen flashes of, of, of quality from Arsenal, uh, but it's been a lot of uh, City possession uh, and, mm. and, and keeping keeping hold of the ball. I mean, they had the best part of 60% of the ball. Um, mm. they, it's been, yeah, typical City performance from the for the last, what, 15 games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mags, before we get to hot takes, if you are Mikel Arteta in the locker room, what do you tell this Arsenal team uh, to inspire them uh, to a to a victory here today? I tell them to give the ball to Saka, let Saka run, uh, and just make space uh, and try and get get uh, out of the uh, the pockets of. of Diaz and Stones and and get on the end of a sack across. And like I said, there they have been moments where Arsenal have looked dangerous. They just need more of that. They need to work harder and get the ball off City uh, and they need to be faster on, on the break. And the way to do that is give the ball to Saka. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's true. Um, I, I will say I'm a bit nervy with some of Sokka's decision-making as far as the pass is concerned, uh, but uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think they need to spearhead the ball through Saka. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Matt uh, does respond here. Guys, if Tanner is right, it's Europa at best. They could end up lower. We're we talking about... Uh, uh, are we talking about United? Or are we talking about Liverpool? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Matt. I missed the context here. Let me know in the chat. Uh, I'll make sure to get back to it. Um, let's do some. Let's do some hot takes here, Mags. Again, hot takes. Yeah. I put out the tweet uh, on uh, Twitter at the Radio Techers account on Twitter at Radio Techers. You can see that right over there, over in the corner over there, right above Mags. Um, <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> uh, so I put out the tweet on Twitter at Radio Techers uh, <laughs> uh, regarding uh, hot takes. We wanted to know your hottest takes, most unpopular opinions, and most burning questions. No topic uh, is uh, off limits. Sports, food, pop culture, you name it, we'll talk about it. Um, so uh, I, I can't say that I'm an expert on all of these topics. M- maybe Mags. I'll claim to be. I mean, I'll claim to be an expert. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, let, let's dive right in here. Uh, let's see. The Knuckle Puck podcast at uh, uh, Nuck Puck, Nuck underscore Puck on Twitter. Uh, they are asking, uh, Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL right now. Hot take, hashtag, leaves forever. I believe this is uh, uh, an NHL-based question. Uh, Toronto Maple Right in my wheelhouse. Austin Matthews. <laughs> um, uh, is he the best player in NHL right now? Um, I would certainly say that it's possible that he's the best player on the Maple Leafs team. I, I, mm. would, I, would, I would say that that's possible. Um, best player in the NHL right now? Also could be possible. I don't know. I, I have not watched enough 
um, uh, NHL this season so far. So I'm kind of kicking myself. I need I need to brush up on my NHL. I, I will admit, but I appreciate your question here, um, uh, Knuckle Puck Podcast. Mags, what's your hockey knowledge looking like these days? Okay, uh, I have zero hockey knowledge. Like literally zero. Um, okay. Austin Matthews looks like a, a quality player. Um, mm-hmm. is, he, is he like a is he like a Mane, like a Sala, perhaps? He uh, is a position of C. I assume that means center. He's a center. Okay, so he maybe more of like a like maybe a an, an Obama Yang, perhaps, or a, a... he could be. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm absolutely winging this. I've no. He looks an absolutely superb player. Uh, from the very little I know of him, um, but Andy's American, so obviously America. Um, America. But yeah, I think he's the best player that has ever played hockey. Perhaps. Wow, best player to ever play hockey. Uh, better than the the legendary Wayne Gretzky. Oh yeah, he's a person as well. Isn't he? I've heard of him. I have heard of him. He 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 existed uh, or exist exists. Uh, I don't think he's. I think he's still very much alive. How are you doing, Wayne? Hope you're doing all right out there. Um, let's see here. Matt did write me back. Uh, he was referring to Chelsea Europa League at best for Chelsea. Wow. Yeah, that would be I think a- I think Matt's correct. Ooh, ooh, that that, well, that would be something. Um, let's see here. We've got some more hot takes. There's a lot of these guys, so. Yeah, make sure to uh, <laughs> if you, if you guys are tuning in, I'll make sure to tag you guys here um, in the tweet after the show if you haven't yet uh, checked these out. Um, but we've got uh, five nerds go on Twitter at five nerds go. We appreciate you guys for uh, uh, sending in your question. We also want to thank uh, Knuckle Puck Podcast for sending in their question. Uh, five nerds go. Uh, they they've got um, uh, they they've got a few different hot takes here. Um, I, I, one of them just irks me to my very core and they know it matt who okay. runs the five nerds account he uh, he loves to throw the cat amongst the pigeons uh, and he knows how to trigger so the oreo one is wrong and he should be sat there in his wrongness okay well let's be let's be patient we'll talk about it okay? <laughs> all right uh so let's see here uh first take pineapple belongs on pizza that's a, that's a that's a pretty spicy take for some people, Mags. Mags, um, does pineapple belong on pizza? I mean, I don't get why there's a, such a massive kind of like divide. I mean, I personally don't like pineapple on a pizza, uh, but mm. I don't understand why people are so disgusted in it that they have to really stand for for pineapple not being on pizza. If you want it on your pizza, enjoy. I mean, I don't like olives on my pizza, but people seem to like olives. Uh, yeah, fair. So, but it belongs. Anything belongs on pizza if you enjoy so, it. So w- one of my favorite, absolute favorite pizzas is um, I, I, I like my pizza, preferably thin crust, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, pepperoni, bacon, uh, jalapenos, and pineapple, and yep. a, a little a little side of ranch dressing. Um, that's 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 what I like on my pizza. Um, I, mean, so, I, I like jalapenos on mine. Tuna, jalapenos, kale, and rocket. And yeah, that's a, a banging pizza for me. Uh, there you go. 
so um, uh, I guess people like uh, like like pizza different ways. Um, yeah. Subjectivity of pizza. Some the subjectivity of pizza. Uh, Connor McCabe in the chat says, "Do you know if the Premier League is uh, on the free version of Peacock or is it on the paywall?" Uh, I think it's on. I, I watch on the paid version. I pay the ten bucks a month for it to be commercial free. Um, mm-hmm. So might want to might want to check that one out there, Connor. Um, I, I don't. Mean, there I don't there, are, there are places you can. There are places where you can get it. Um, maybe not as legal as they should, but. Uh, yeah, it's out there if you want to find it. We we uh we don't come down that techers, We here at Radio Techers recommend that you obey the the, the, the laws um, and <laughs> of your country, of of your country, and because uh, uh, this is very much an international show. Um, <laughs> you'd be surprised, but that's not an English mag- accent on Mags. It's, he's actually from Alabama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, does that mean I have to marry my sister? No, absolutely not. That's not that's not a law enforced in Alabama. I I will make sure that's well um, to offend yeah. our one Alabama uh, listener. <laughs> um, Matt Willis, uh, he says in the chat, "No pineapple does not belong on pizza." Yes, Matt, it can belong on pizza. I, I just want you to know it, it. It's okay. You can. I know somebody who doesn't have cheese on pizza. Because they're allergic to cheese. See, see, and that's also wrong. Because I've had a chocolate pizza, Matt. Olives are savoury. That's allowed. You don't have sweet stuff on a on a savoury pizza. I've actually had a chocolate yeah. pizza, and it was yeah. delicious. Yeah, here here in the states, there's all sorts of varieties. So, so Matt put in the uh, just for those who might be listening in podcast form later. Uh, Matt says in the chat, olives are savoury. That's allowed. You don't put sweet stuff on a savoury pizza. Um, so. No, um, there's there's dessert pizzas here in the states um, that they have like cookie pizza or like whatever, mm-hmm. and it's basically like cinnamon sugar with like cinnamon roll icing on it and chocolate chips and all sorts of whatnot. Pizza is 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 the most utilitarian food that there is because you can you can do it's whatever. Literally bread. It's a it's a sandwich. You're making a sandwich. If you enjoy pineapple on your pizza, have it. I don't want to slice. It's buy get a personal one because no one else will probably want any. It's more diverse than 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 making a sandwich. Like I'm losing my mind over this here that people are <laughs> strict about their 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 pizza. It's nonsense. Look, you can do with whatever you want to pizza. I, Correct. I, don't do whatever you want to pizza, but you can add whatever food you want to pizza, please. Um, <laughs> you may get third degree burns if you do whatever you want well, to pizza. Want, 100%. Um, Matt says, that's fine. It's not a savory pizza. You can have a sweet pizza, but if you mix them, you you are an idiot sandwich. Why would you Why would you make a half-and-half half sweet and savory pizza? Like, I guess you could do that, but like... Um, well... Actually, you know what? That's not a bad idea. There is actually yeah. historically form for that. Um, I don't know if you have them over, over there, but we have something called pasties, which is basically like a, a pie, a handheld pie. Yeah, and and what the manners used to do, they used to have half of it with a savory filling, and then they would have the second half with a sweet filling. So basically, it was a meal that they could hold in one hand. Um, that's where hmm. where pasties used to come from. Yeah, you you see, what we did here is uh, upon the invention of fast food, 
Um, you know, there was there was restaurants that took Krispy Kreme donuts and made a hamburgers out of the donuts. This is not the same thing, but this is this is something far worse. Uh, <laughs> um, you say worse, I say delicious. Uh, it's it's insane that we've only gotten through one question so far with this. <laughs> it can only go down from here, folks. Yes. <laughs> um, Five Nerds Go has more questions here, uh, or hot takes. Uh, hot take here from Five Nerds Go at Five Nerds Go on Twitter. Liverpool shouldn't have crumbled mentally be- just because Virgil got injured. I don't think they crumbled um, mentally because Virgil got injured. I think they crumbled due to a systematic failure of not mm-hmm. having a. I mean, they, they, literally, when I said that they put all their eggs in one Dutch basket, I mean that. Statistically, Liverpool are so significantly better with having Virgil van Dijk in the team than they are when he's not around. And when you have to makeshift that and Fabinho goes in there, uh, you know, maybe he gets injured. Maybe Jordan Henderson fills in. He gets injured, whatever it may be. It's a systematic failure. It's not just Liverpool mentally broke. It's it's, it's not that at all. It was just a chaos of, uh, of a lot of uh, unfortunate circumstances that happened, uh, one after the other that, 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 has, that has caused this. And Liverpool did, I thought they did really well to kind of course their way through. Uh, but unfortunately, it's, it has come to a head and, and uh, they, they have suffered. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's just, you can't just pin it on that one thing happening. It was that caused something else to happen and it was a domino effect. And, and, and that's where we, we are today, I think. Uh, Matt does leave us a response here in the chat uh, regarding uh, pasties uh, or pasties. I think pasties are something a little bit different. Uh, Pasties. Um, Matt says, we actually mentioned pasties on Good Cop, Bad Cop this week. Actually, they're really big in the Midwest. Um, I I wouldn't know. I'm in Texas. (laughs) Couldn't couldn't tell you, but you know what? I'm happy if they are, uh, because uh, I've got a lot of family who lives in the Midwest. They've just never told me about these pasties, um, so I, I wouldn't know. Um, let's see here. Five nerds go. Uh, more hot takes here in the chat as Arsenal and Ch- and uh, Manchester City kick off in the second half here. Um, uh, Five nerds go on Twitter says Oreos are trash. Mags. Are Oreos trash? No, they are not. Matt from Five Nerds Go is trash. Uh, unfollow Five Nerds Go. Don't listen to their content anymore because that's the worst take on in the history of bad takes. Oreos are arguably the the second best cookie in the world. Well, what's the first best cookie? Uh, hobnob. Hobnob. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, we, we've got these Toll House cookies here. Uh, they're, they're pretty good. I like a I like a chewy cookie. I like like I, I like my cookies to be what? like have a good chew to them. Fresh like or oh no, I, I do like a crunch, but I do also like a chewy one, like a hot well not hot warm chewy cookie. Mm. See if it's warm, I gotta have ice cream. I, I can't like I don't know very mm. particular about about that. Because like, I like I like the, the 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 dichotomy of really cold, creamy ice cream, vanilla ice cream specifically, uh, and warm chocolate chip cookie. 
I think that's a, it's a good combination there. It certainly um, is. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get the hate on uh, on the Oreo cookie. It does it to. I, I fully expect he likes Oreos. He just does it to push my buttons. Well, it's not going to work, Matt. And your uh, Oreo hate. Uh, Matt from Five Nerds Go at Five Nerds Go leaves us one more hot take. Uh, wrestling isn't watchable ethically. Is professional wrestling not watchable ethically? Uh, I I'm not. Like it's it's not like it's not like 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 a PETA kind of stance. It's not like like you know. I, I don't know. I mean, I I I can kind of. I mean, I'm gonna sound so two faced now, but I can actually kind of see his point. Uh, with all the stuff that happens in the wrestling world, it is kind of hard to maybe watch and and think and and turn your brain off when you see that uh, wrestlers who have have caused distress and harm to to. Uh, other wrestlers, fans, uh, uh, mm. whatever, uh, are, are still mm. performing. So, yeah, th- there is a point to be said for that. But then you could also mm. maybe paint that in in any kind of entertainment, Hollywood, um, sport, any any sport. So I don't think it's just a problem with pro wrestling. It's just that pro wrestling is the latest one to have a big uh, kind of a coming out movement of, of problems. Oh, okay, I think I think I see and understand the question. Yes, uh, or the hot take rather. I will say that if, if you are a pro wrestling fan, I, if you um, even just in a storyline sense, um, the, uh, the, the the I guess the storylines that you would have in the late '90s and uh, up through maybe the mid to late 2000s. Even the, the morality is a little bit fuzzy in the storylines themselves, too, in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. Um, I mean, I, I'm a big fan, and I'll a free plug here, uh, to uh, of the, uh, the the old What Culture lists uh, that they used to have with uh, Adam Pacitti when he was still there and Simon Miller and you know these kind of guys that would make these lists. And when they talk about this, some of the storylines, and if you go back and, and remember some of the storylines that have been around in WWE specifically, they're not really uh, uh, moral kind of things. Um, <laughs> so I can see I can see Five Nerds goes um, question there uh, or hot take. Um, Arsenal look to be uh, really working themselves here into the second half. They're they're very much pressed up against uh, City, uh, but City's staying very compact here defensively. They've got about oh probably nine men behind the ball. <laughs> So it's going to be hard for uh, Arsenal to break in. Let's see if they can do it here. Cross into the box. Uh, just past Odegaard there. Odegaard's got the ball he, right in the middle of the uh, the box. He's trying to find an outlet here. Looks like uh, cross by holding, maybe? Uh, Xhaka goes down right outside. And Manchester City spring into attack there. It looks like that's Bernardo Silva. Passes out to Mares. Yep. Mars with and, the ball. and then straight away they look dangerous. Mm-hmm. And within yeah, within seconds they're already where Arsenal were on the other side of the field though. But then again, the the chance goes missing and um, City revert to keep ball. Uh, Stones now on the edge of the box. Um, very rangy uh, cross. I assume he was going for Sterling, but yeah, he, he didn't get any kind of a. Enough length on that, and, and Arsenal come away with the ball. Mm, mm. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Arsenal look like they're going to try and regain uh, some steam. I'm still looking for my 2-1 victory, Arsenal, so you got got to make something happen here as there's a foul. Still on the cards. Still very much on the cards. Uh, foul in midfield by Bernardo, uh, who I think is a trash player personally. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's he's fine. I just dislike him. Um, <laughs> he's trash. He's trash. Um, let's see here. More hot takes. Uh, Craig William on uh, Twitter at Craig PW Musings. Craig is probably one of the best stati- uh, statistical minds out there uh, yeah. on Twitter. Um, so thank you. How he has in. not, how he has not been signed up by uh, a, a pro wrestling uh, company to provide statistics is is unbelievable. The- it's it's absolutely insane personally um you know so i mean i hope craig uh, gets picked up by um, by a, a new japan or or a wwe a big company uh, and maybe an aew for you know to provide statistics he does he does great work um out yeah there, uh, yeah lighting stats um but it seems though wrestling is not just his only wheelhouse he's got some some football related <laughs> questions uh, or some hot takes as well uh craig uh provides hot take Alex Ferguson was an A-level manager, but he never created an A-plus team like Barcelona 2009. Ooh. Hmm. Um, I mean... As much as I hate saying it, as I hate saying this, Manchester United's 1999 team was really, really good. Really, really good. Um... That that's a, a a very very spicy take. I mean, Barcelona have, have historically had amazing uh, youth development, uh, so it, it it is hard to to kind of compare uh, the 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 two. But I think if anybody has made a team that is worthy of of a Barcelona team, I think it is Alex Ferguson. I mean, you look at the arguably one of the best players that, that Barcelona produced in uh, in Xavi. He said his inspiration was Paul Scholes. He watched Paul Scholes, uh, and and that's what made him want to be a footballer. So I think there's an argument to say that that perhaps that that Man United team of 1999 who were untouchable. Uh, that was the winning team too, wasn't it? Ninety nine yeah, was the yeah. treble winners. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the the likes of Beckham, Scholes, Giggs, uh, the Neville brothers, uh, Nicky Butt, all coming through at the same time. Um, I I would argue yeah. that that yeah, I would argue that that's one of the best domestic teams that we've seen in in history. Mm-hmm. It would be uh, that would be a fascinating game. The '99 Manchester United team versus the '09 Barcelona team. That would be a fascinating game to watch if that ever took place. So I gotta disagree with you here, Craig. I think that Alex Ferguson most certainly produced an A plus level team. Um, the the uh, only problem is Craig will provide statistics, and he, he will, will, and I'll probably that. eat my words. <laughs> uh, Craig also asks, "What's the one thing that you would change? Uh, how how? What's the one thing that you could do to change football for the better?" Mags, what do you think? I would I would I would love to put um, a wage cap in place. 
I think the one of the biggest problems in football is the a massive amount of player power, the massive amount of uh, of wages, and I think that the bigger clubs are only getting bigger because they can afford to uh, hoard all the 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 good players, uh, and it's leaving the the, the small clubs behind. I mean, earlier this season we had all the talk of uh, European Super Leagues, and it's been it was the closest we've got to it actually happening before it uh, it was uh, kind of shut down at the last minute. And I don't think those kind of talks are ever going to go away when the big clubs have so much power and so much. Um, of, of the of the revenue and so much of the, of the better players, I think introducing uh, uh, an American football style uh, uh, wage cap um, where you can only spend so much and you are limited to the players that you can pick up would would mm-hmm. it would certainly balance out and give us a a, a more even playing field. I uh, I actually put down on this piece of paper the same exact thing that you did that, that you said so I, I i don't disagree at all with you i think that if um if there's anything that i would change besides that it would probably be um some kind of universal system for refereeing and var i, th- I think <laughs> that there needs to be regulations across the board for how referees are taught and how VAR is implemented. Um, I think that if you look at the differences between how England use VAR and how Italy use VAR, for example, I think it's very clear that this is uh, not a system that uh, the English have perfected as of yet. Um, not, no offense, Mags. I'm sure, I'm sure there's none taken. No, I, no absolutely not. I mean, if, if I were to... Um, to to look at something else, um, hmm, what else? Could, I mean, I really thought it would be a, a benefit to have the the the, the seven uh, substitute rule, uh, where you were allowed to bring on more players. I think that would be so much better for for players in general. We we're not going to be seeing as many injuries. Uh, you can take mm. uh, replace more players on on the pitch. I think that's a, a better. Um, kind of system but yeah the the one grab for me is definitely uh the the the, the salary cap i think that would the, work the wonders in, in yeah yeah no i i i agree 110 percent. i think that uh you know that would be um a much better way of implementing um uh, some kind of uh fairness as opposed to uh mm-hmm. um financial fair play <laughs> which is not even a thing anymore um let's see here so these are great questions here craig appreciate appreciate you can find craig on twitter at craig pw musings we thank you for your question and your hot take um let's see here we've got uh, a couple more a few more rather um Let's see, as uh, we're nearing the... We just got to about the 58th minute here for Arsenal <laughs> versus Manchester City. Arsenal look to be uh, uh, trying to rally here. So they, they look a lot sharper here in the second half than they did in the first, I will say. They've uh, certainly had a lot more of the ball. Um, mm. City have still had some really good shots. Uh, there was a, a shot by De Bruyne uh, a couple of minutes ago where he, he, he hit it over the bar, but he certainly was in a, a, a more dangerous position. But, yeah, it looks like um, Arsenal are, um, are now more willing to, to put the the fight to City and mm. saying that and City have the ball again and, and playing key ball. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, we've got some hot takes here uh, by uh, Cam Manning, our friend uh, Cam Manning oh, at Shooting the Sports-ish. Uh, these will be spicy. These are some spicy takes. Uh, so, Cam, if you're out there watching, we appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, I'll make sure that we uh, uh, we get these included in here for you. Um, let me see. Uh, Cam Manning on Twitter at CM Says Stuff. Uh, there's there's a whole lot of these. Uh, let's go <laughs> first here. Uh, Tim Duncan is better than Kobe Bryant. Uh, Bryant, rather. Um as a San Antonio Spurs fan, I, I tend to agree with how he was a leader in the team um, as far as cultural impact, as far as what he meant to the sport. Uh, I mean, he got to kind of lean Kobe Bryant. Uh, Mags, how, how's your basketball knowledge these days? It's um, it, My basketball knowledge relies on watching uh, uh, Tony... Uh, do his uh, his 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 ridiculous takes on on shooting the sports ish. Um, he seems to have a, a bit of a pawn shop for Giannis, so maybe he's an amazing player. Uh, I'll go with Giannis. I'll hedge my bets with Giannis over Kobe Bryant or the other guy, T- Tim Duncan. Is he, Tim Duncan, he's a, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a legend in these parts, Mags. Um, oh, so I mean, it, it sounds it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, but yes, uh, this would be a great time to to say, go and check out the latest edition of Hoop. There it is, right here on Shooting the Sports-ish with Tony and Cam. Uh, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to check out just yet, but I'm sure they had a great conversation about basketball. Last yeah, year. I mean, uh, as, uh, as a basketball novice, I actually really enjoy watching that uh, that show because mm-hmm. they, they explain it to the idiots like me. Uh, it's very much in simple terms for, for clowns like me who have no idea what they're talking about. Indeed. Uh, let's see here. Cam says, let's see here. Uh, cold pizza is better than hot pizza. I, I mean, I, I, I get why he's saying that, uh, but cold cheese from cold stiffened cheese for me is not, I would prefer it to be warm and stretchy. Yes. I, I am with you 100%. Um, I, I don't. There's not many foods that are actually better cold than they are hot. Pizza, for me, is one of them. I know there's a whole lot of people who love cold pizza. Um, I actually like uh, some, some not cold uh, fried chicken, but I like, like lukewarm fried chicken. I think. Oh, no. No, not a fan? Okay. No. Well, well we're not. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> worse like, than his hot cold pizza take. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> so I guess uh, I, I I know you're not alone out there, Cam. But that is one hot take there about uh, cold pizza, uh, and ironically cold as well, hot and cold at the same time. A hot cold take. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, if you own, if you only have a job, you're one step away from poverty. Mags. Um, I don't know if he was having a stroke whilst he tapped this because that doesn't that sentence doesn't seem to make a lick of sense. Does it mean if you only have 
one job, you're one step away from poverty, or just a job in general. I mean, if you have a job, you've got the opportunity to have savings and 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 yeah. get yourself off the poverty line, I suppose. Yeah, I, I feel like by definition, like it's like it's the opposite. I feel I feel like you like you you you're you're one step uh, far and above poverty. I, I I feel. I, mean, I suppose it depends on the job. If the job is poor, if it's like minimum wage, then yeah, you. I suppose if you lose that job, you then would be in poverty. But I think it's better to have a job than not have a job, though. True. Uh, maybe in maybe in some sense, I'll have to ask uh, Cam for some follow up here on this one. Yeah. Uh, it looks like there is a. Uh, uh, a yellow card being issued out here. It yeah, looks we've, like we've it seen... might be to Ro- Rodri. Yeah, no, is that his second? Oh, I, I thought that was his second then. Uh, we've also seen uh, Kevin De Bruyne go off. Uh, they brought on Jesus, but we've also mm-hmm. got uh, uh, Aguero warming up, so potentially uh, we'll be having Aguero on the pitch soon. That, that, I mean, I don't understand where uh, Cancelo thinks he didn't deserve a book in there. He was nowhere near the ball. <laughs> he pushed uh, Tierney over. Yeah, and that's a, an absolute fair booking. That, that, that's that's a yellow card. That in, in, yeah. Pretty much every book that I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, I didn't do it. I don't. I don't. I didn't do anything wrong, you guys. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Cam, uh, this this one this one here this hot take by Cam makes a bit more sense. Uh, Republicans and Democrats are identical twins. Um, it's not a politics show. Uh, but as I said, no topics off limits, so I'll try and make this short and sweet. Um, they're not identical twins. They are very much fraternal twins. You mm-hmm. know, um, I would say both uh, are controlled. If, if you look at the, the upper echelons of the, of the political parties, they're both controlled by, uh, by, by lobbies and banks. Mm-hmm. That's my take. I don't know. I mean, our our political people is not yeah. yeah. Our political system is not exactly apples and oranges uh, comparison. But uh, as far as uh, as the UK system is, if you are not in the one percent earners, the politicians don't give a shit about you. It's as simple and clear as that. Uh, no politician worth uh, who is in uh, government today cares for the 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 the, the poor band the, the working class out on the street it's as simple as that um don't believe in mainstream media do your do your own research before you vote and vote for who who stands for the more of the things that, that you want from your government uh, and 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 double check and triple check claims if you if you know mm-hmm. don't, don't just rely on one re- on on one source uh, rely on multiple sources and fact check uh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, I mean, a lot there, of time and grief. There's so much bias uh, in not only in media, uh, but in the, the companies that you deal with, uh, in the in terms of big big uh, pharma um, and and the people who, who fund your uh, your representatives. So, yeah, do your own research and 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 support who best serves you. Exactly. Uh, let's see here, Cam. Um, let's see here. Network marketing is actually a positive thing. Okay. 
I mean, any time you can network is a positive thing. You you open your eyes to more uh, potential ideas and more potential relationships. Or yeah, I that's, mean, it that's, that's absolutely how, that's makes how sense. That, that, that's yeah, how, that's how. That's how Correct. this network. That's how this network was born, ladies and gentlemen. Radio techers would not exist had there not been for some networking. Me and Mags would just be two strangers on two different islands, halfway across the world from each other. Correct. So there is also negatives to network marketing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, and. It, it's it's essential nowadays. Uh, no one man can can do it alone. Uh, you need uh, you need support. You need idea. You need flowing of, of information. And network marketing is absolutely essential for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very much nearing the seventieth minute here. We'll get uh, right into the games as uh, as as we're nearing its completion. Uh, Smith Rowe is on the sidelines warming up here for Arsenal, so we'll see if they inject him into the game. He is a game changer for Arsenal. He has been, yeah. yeah so it'll be interesting. To, to be fair, uh, we haven't really missed a lot of action uh, with doing these hot takes. Uh, we've probably been more informative with the hot takes than the, this game has actually been. It's gone down exactly how I thought it would go down, that City have, mm-hmm. have, uh, have stifled the game and, and Arsenal have struggled to to um, get the ball and, and cause City any problems. So if we were if we were describing the game minute for minute it would be a lot more boring than these ridiculous takes that we're going through indeed mags indeed um let's see here one last take here from cam manning again cam is on twitter at cm says stuff we thank you cam uh for writing in uh your hot takes here uh cam says nothing in wrestling exists without vince mcmahon uh this is a pro wrestling hot take um okay. So I, I mean, nothing is a stretch. I mean, yeah, I, there would be things that existed if it wasn't for Vince, but he he has been massively influential in in the way that the wrestling world has gone. Not only in in, in companies that that want to emulate what he's done, but in also companies that take offence to what he's done and, and have gone in the total opposite direction. So uh, he has been a big influence for better or for worse in mm-hmm. in wrestling. I certainly don't think it would be in the place that it's been in uh, during the, the high, high spots of the, the attitude era uh, and mm. where we are now if it wasn't for the, the tack that Vince took uh, in taking on the, the territory. So, yeah, that, that, that take is uh, it's very on the, on the button, I think. Yes, I, I, I would say it depends on which side of the lens you're looking at. If you're saying, "Hey, look, if, you know, uh, if you had to put the last forty years worth of wrestling history down to a singular person, Vince McMahon would probably, uh, without a doubt, be the 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 person at the top of the list." However, on the other side of the coin, pro wrestling existed for nearly a hundred years before Vince McMahon was even a thought. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, so I mean, you can't say that pro wrestling as a whole would be nothing without Vince McMahon. That's that's just that's just false. Uh, pro wrestling was around in carnivals and circuses and Roman times. Uh, I mean, but I mean, uh, maybe not Roman times. Maybe that's maybe that was a little bit more serious than that back then. But I would say I mean, that the, it's Greco Roman wrestling. Yeah, I, I would say that the concept of uh, fixed promotional wrestling 
uh, it's been around. It was around for at least a hundred years before Vince McMahon uh, yeah, got absolutely. Into so, um, yeah, the modern version of what we see every day on or every week on television is very much uh, heavily influenced by Vince McMahon. But these are great hot takes. You should follow mm-hmm. Cam on Twitter at CM Says Stuff. He's on here on Shooting the Sports Ish, doing all sorts of shows. So make sure to check him out and uh, drop him a follow on Twitter. I'm sure absolutely should. Uh, Matt, if you're still in the chat, uh, we're about to read out some hot takes from Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, oh, some friends of ours. Oh. <laughs> the shudder, the shudder when you mention <laughs> Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, let's see here. So we've got some hot takes here. Um, more uh, wrestling hot takes. Um, uh, but, you, of course, you can find Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast on Twitter at Good Bad Wrestle. So make sure to check them out. They're great friends of ours, everybody. Yes, they are. Um, Good Cop, Bad Cop uh, says, uh, Indie wrestling is better than WWE. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's again. We're going back to subjectivity. It depends what you want from your from your wrestling. If you want um, technical uh, skill, then yeah, you're probably going to enjoy the indie uh, scene a lot more. If you're wanting blood and violence, you're probably going to enjoy the indie scene more. But if you are wanting huge stars. Um, uh, names that you that you recognise uh, and are very much a, a family uh, oriented product. Uh, you can't go much much wrong with WWE. Yeah, I, I would say if you're wanting huge production values, the names, the you know, the 4K cameras that they've now been implementing, um, you know, you know, as Max put it, you're definitely gonna maybe enjoy WWE a lot more. If you're wanting something that's a bit more intimate, a bit more uh, grounded in terms of um, uh, what pro wrestling is in spirit, maybe you'd enjoy independent pro wrestling more. Yeah. No. Um, let's see here, Matt. Uh, how can you tell Graham uh, has control of the show's Twitter account? Because um, one, he has the most ridiculous food takes, and he definitely does try to uh, rake the muck on on wrestling Twitter with them. And two, he absolutely adores indie wrestling. You can just absolutely tell it's Graham. Well, we're going to get to uh, one of those uh, those takes here in just a moment. Um, he, uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast also asks, uh, f- or rather says, hot take, football is better with VAR. Um, hmm. I see it. In, in this iteration of VAR, no, absolutely not. I think mm-hmm. it... it, it uh, has been the bane of this season's um, uh, Premier League with some of uh, the most ridiculous decisions. Uh, it's took a lot of uh, common sense away from the referees, but I do see a massive need for for VAR. I think it's been uh, some of the things that that we've seen with VAR have been absolutely spot on. Some of the penalty claims, some of the 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 goals that have. Maybe would have been uh, uh, not counted with a normal with a referee just using his own uh, instincts. Then yeah, I think the potential is there for VAR to be a game changer. But in this situation now, it, it hinders the referee. I think they were a lot closer last season than they were this season, which is very mm-hmm. strange. Yeah. 
Um, I think that some of the, the rule implementations that, that that were made as well as a result of what they did for VAR this year, like the offsides rule where the the, where the referees uh, uh, on the on the sidelines uh, keep the the offside flags down until play has completed. I think that's absolute trash. I think yeah, I it needs to be tossed out. That's a stupid rule. Um, so yeah, I think there's been a lot more bad things to happen as a result of VAR this season than um, uh, than, than there would have been otherwise. Um, so yeah, interesting. Um, let me see here. Um, uh, good cop, bad cop asks, uh, or rather uh, gives a hot take, Coke with peanuts in it is better than Coke on its own. No. Mags, have you ever put peanuts in your in, in, in a bottle of Coca-Cola before? Absolutely not. I've seen the video of, of Graham and his his uh his uh sons doing the the peanut in coke challenge. I get mm. why it's popular with the salt of the peanuts and the sweetness of the mm. coke, but I don't want to have to chew something whilst having a mouthful of, of coke. I mean I don't drink a lot of coke anyway, but when I do drink cock, I don't want to have to chew it. Well, I mean, but like, haven't you ever had like, you know, a sip of Coke while you, you know, after you took a bite of something like, you know, it's, it's not that different. Yeah. To you know? wash, maybe wash away the remnants of the, the food, not yeah. as you have a mouthful of food and then a mouthful of Coke at the same time. Yeah. Or, you know, if you strategize it, you just wait until maybe you drank all the Coke and the peanuts are still at the bottom. And so soggy peanuts. peanuts. Coke infused peanuts. <laughs> <bags. laughs> no, uh, I, I mean I understand it. Do you like it? I, 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 as an occasional treat, yes, I would. I, I would. <laughs> as, as a treat, though, the the word as if you're like, oh, I'll I'll certainly not. I'll, wreck I'll this bit- drink by having floating peanuts in it. Mm, delicious. I'll, I'll ha- you know, if you use spicy peanuts, also it adds a little bit of something extra. So, mm. okay, no, I mean, we're thinking about again. I I will not food kink shame uh, here. Apart from Oreos, <laughs> you do what if you like your coke with peanuts in. Have at it, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mm-hmm. choke because peanuts can be a choking hazard. So just be careful. Um, yes, please eat peanuts responsibly. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, a mantra for for laugh itself there <laughs> eat peanuts responsibly <laughs> oh goodness um i'm gonna have to write this one down <laughs> peanuts yeah there we go it's noted for later um, i mean it's a tattoo that's a tattoo that eat peanuts responsibly responsibly hmm. <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, so Mags, uh, let's see here. Maybe you know this one better than I. I don't know. Um, hot take here from Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestling uh, Podcast. As we are nearly ten minutes left in the game, just a little bit over ten minutes. Um, yep. Let me see. Uh, Hudson Hawk is a brilliant film. I've not seen it, Mags. Have you is that Hudson is, Hawk? Is that the Bruce Willis film from? Way back in the day, let me just do a little bit to do. I think Bruce Willis was in it. Nineteen ninety one. Jesus. Uh yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's got five point eight out of ten. Uh no, it's not a good film. 
review of, of Hudson Hawk. It's sloppy and nonsensical and some weird kind of Bruce Willis passion project. It compounds false history with poor action, dull comedy, slapstick com- uh, sound effects, campy overacting and short tunes. It's terrible. And, uh, Graham, you should be ashamed that you brought that uh, that to the table. So, no, it's not a good film. I'll have to look into this. This sounds like it might be right up my alley. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know what it's about, folks. Um, Hudson Hawk, this, this one's new to me. As Manchester City are right there with an Arsenal's box. Looks like Joao oh, Cancelo. Oh, 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 Joao Cancelo was so close. What timing for us to come back to the action for that that chance? Um, who's gone down with a facial injury? It looks like, um, looks like maybe Granite Jaka. Oh no! Oh, it's Rob oh, Holding. It looks like. Yeah. Oh, Is Rob it? Holding. Yeah. Yeah. It could potentially be Callum Wilson. I, don't... <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, Let's have a look. Holden. Oh. He, he oh, right across the a, face. A knee, a knee into the jaw. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, what a chance for outside of the boot for Cancelo. That was inches away, and uh, and Leno was absolutely nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. That could have been 2-0. It could have been and probably should have been 2-0. It should have been 2-0. That would have been a spectacular goal there by Joao Cancelo. Uh, so, yeah. Good timing on our part. <laughs> uh, good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast uh, leaves us with one more hot take here. Uh, so we thank you. Uh, good cop, bad cop wrestling. You can follow them on Twitter at good, bad wrestle. They're great friends of ours. Go and check out their show. If you're a pro wrestling fan, or if you just like mm-hmm. a good bit of banter, um, uh, you would probably know this one better than IMAGs. Uh, they say Overcast is the best podcast player. What do you know about no. Overcast, Mags? I mean, I've, I've, uh, I'm sure Overcast is the one that Graham uses where you can go up to four times the speed. So I think he's saying that to mock because he knows that the podcast app I use will only allow for three times the speed. Uh, but I still prefer uh, Podcast Republic. It's been absolutely perfect for me. Um, it aggregates from all the major po- uh, podcast platforms with very little issue. So I would heartily recommend Podcast Republic. Oh, well, there you go. Are we on Podcast Republic? I, I, I want to say that. Uh, well, po- yeah, Podcast Republic, does, it's not actually a, a, a platform. Uh, what they do, they go to the likes of the Spotify or Google Play, Apple, uh, Acast, uh, Anchor, and they'll they'll bring in all your all your subs, so you don't have to have multiple apps. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. So yeah, we are certainly on uh, on on their feed because it's on my phone. So. Hey, well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for your hot takes. We greatly appreciate it. This was a lot of fun, Mags. I, I, I like that. Certainly we was. Time. And, um, and now we get to see David Luis come on the pitch and potentially <laughs> throw the game for, for Arsenal. This is not a good... I mean, they have to do it because Rob Holding is clearly yeah. in a lot of pain. Um, it's, it's that was not though, a good I mean, look. It was not good. I mean, I will say it could have been far worse. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised that he's he's not got any cuts or any uh, further damage. But you can tell uh, that he is not in a good way at the moment. Um, who knows though? David Luiz is known for uh, making some some screaming goals. 
this could be a very interesting time uh, for, uh, for for Arsenal. They could put this game very much away if they uh, if if they can get some some two quick goals in. They've got about ten minutes left to do it if we're including extra time. Um, yeah. Let's see here. This I'm surprised that City uh, has kept the game this close. I I, I feel like uh, like like that Joao Cancelo opportunity just moments ago. I think that really could have sealed the deal for him. Uh, I'm sure he's kicking himself over not converting this chance uh, as we yep, see Martin Odegaard. Absolutely. Uh, no, Odegaard's gone off. I think Odegaard okay, went a, off for um, Smith Rowe. Lacazette. I think Lacazette came on for Odegaard. Okay, I mean, you do see Smith Rowe in the midfield now, so he's kind of taken <laughs> up that that position. As uh, David Luiz uh, is uh, here in the uh, the defense now, uh, Mohamed El Nene recovered the ball. We've got uh, Arsenal on the counter here. Lacazette sprinting down uh, the left hand wing. Wow, Aubameyang uh, just time? ripping the defense mm. apart, uh, and that that's a foul. Surely that's a foul. He was that, literally that. shoulder barged off the ball by. Stones, no attempt to play the ball. That's got yeah. to be a foul. Yeah, I mean, may- maybe even maybe even more than that. I don't know. I mean, he he slid quite a good ways, nearly off the field entirely. I mean, we're going to replay of it now. Yeah, I mean, it's shoulder to shoulder. But yeah, that mm. was that was brutal by uh, by Stones. Yeah, very ruthless uh, play there. Mm-hmm. But it's a goal kick for for City. Uh, I think the uh, Arsenal have done really well to to get a lot more possession from City. They've uh, uh, in the early stages of the game they had less than twenty percent, and now they're forty five percent. So they've had a hell of a lot more of the ball in the second half. Uh, they've had a lot more chances as well. They've uh, they've had seven chances total. Uh, the the issue is they've only had one that's gone on target. Um, they really need to to make Edison work a hell of a lot more than they have done. Um, mm-hmm. And City have been typical City. A lot of possession, a lot of shots, but only three on target, uh, which mm. which shows that they they're not the the killer team that uh, perhaps their their league position uh, uh, dictates. I think there there's certainly uh, ways to beat this team. It's just it's just finding that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and we still have a Manchester derby uh, very soon here. It seems that we can we can check out the the schedule real quick. Um, let me see here. Next weekend we've got Leicester and Arsenal, uh, as well as Chelsea, Manchester United. We might have to end up going with that game there, Chelsea and Manchester United next weekend. That'll be a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Um, I want to say that we've got a, a Manchester derby coming up really really soon. Ah yes, okay. Sunday, March seventh, ten thirty a.m. That's when we'll have Manchester Derby. Um, so, ooh, it'll be it'll be spicy. Uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I I mean, I wouldn't want either team to win, personally speaking, but we'll see. Um, can can two teams lose? Can they? Can they? Can two teams lose in one game? If it's a nil-nil draw, we all lose. <laughs> I know. I, w- I want the fans and the viewers to win. I I just don't want the teams on the field to <laughs> to, to win. I mean, uh, the 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 ideal uh, result for Liverpool would be a nil-nil draw with 
a lot of injuries on both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of, or in fact, not injuries because that that's wishing pain on someone. A lot of sendings off. Or, yeah, yeah, like a like a fight breaks out between them because <laughs> of Manchester chest thumping. I don't know what whatever they do. Uh, my 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 soup is better than your soup. I I don't know. Do they like soup in Manchester? I'm sure they do. It's cold there. It's they they probably like Lancashire hot pot. To be fair. There you go. <laughs> My hot pot's better than your hot pot. That's, that's like is that like a hot noodle dish? No, it's uh, potatoes, carrots, onions in in a gravy with a, a potato slash potato lid. Mm. So no, no no meat. That's just a yeah. You can put in whatever meat you want. Uh, oh. uh, I I like it with lamb. Um, Ooh, some people use beef. Uh, some people use chicken. Mm, mm. Interesting. Mm. I mean, you can have it with no no vegetables if you'd like. <laughs> with no, <laughs> no, no no meat. I mean, no meat. I'm sorry, but I, I like the I like the, the the vegetables. That's not a problem. Meat, uh, sure, good. Uh, Matt, Matt in the chat, Matt Willis. I'll make you some better soup, Tanner. Thank you, Matt. I, yeah, I'm and sure. you'll hear every single uh, word of it. Uh, we added a recording of a podcast with uh, with our good friend uh, Ryan, um, and Matt was also a guest, but he was also working at the same time, and he was making soup. And all you could hear throughout the the the, the length of the podcast was him uh, clattering pots and pans. It was very off-putting, <laughs> which off led to soup. Or, or, <laughs> off-putting with two T's or two D's, Mags, pudding. Like, like, uh, like it is- I mean, soup for pudding. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Each to their own again. I'm not going to kink. Uh, food kink shame, but. <laughs> food puns, you know? I'm, 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 just, I'm just having fun with food uh, and words. I'm don't listen to me, folks. Um, Matt it, it, chat says, "Listen, Matt, you've already proved your takes are bad." So Matt says, "Lancashire hot pot is made traditionally with lamb," and yeah, it's it's very true. But you can use uh, you can use beef if you'd like. It's food. Do what you want. If it tastes good, do it. Uh, Matt, Matt does make note that it was only for 20 seconds. It absolutely was not for 20 seconds. Uh, I've also been a part of a podcast where he's been told off as well for not editing uh, with with Matt Willis. Um, so that was also wow. fun. Yeah. Wow. That's, mm. <laughs> Oh uh, man, uh, City were sprinting down the touchline looking for a second goal here. They looked as lethal as they were within the first five minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Folks, I wish we had more goals here. I was hoping that uh, Arsenal would have uh, produced a couple goals. Uh, I am like 0 for 10 right now as far as predictions go here on this show. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. keep, keep in track. Certainly not me, because I, I dare say I'm not that far behind. Uh, I, I think you did. Did you stick with a one nil? Was, was your prediction at the beginning of the show one nil, or was it a two nil? I can. I, can I, I said two nil, two but nil. I mean, I can re- I can retroactively say I said one nil. I mean, you're a heck of a lot closer than I am. Uh, Arsenal have four minutes to make something happen here. Four minutes of extra time have been added on. Um, again, folks. 
I'm glad we did these hot takes here in the middle of the show as we kind of got to, to run down the games. Because, uh, uh, again, when it comes to watching these Manchester City games, they absorb the possession. They, they, they keep it. Uh, they, they very rarely make any mistakes. Um, you know, you would have to wonder if maybe they uh, have, uh, you know, reached the pinnacle of what they need to be here. Defensively, they look really solid <laughs> with Stones and Diaz. Uh, I mean, they're as good in the midfield as they've ever been. You know, I think that maybe they can worry some teams in the Champions League here this year, Mags. I don't know if uh, if they'll do it. But I, I, I mean, I, I I do like the 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 mindset that they have. That it's win at any cost. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't the if you win five nil and you win one nil, you still get the same amount of points, uh, but you you potentially risk. Uh, having more injuries if you have a more attacking uh, uh, base football, you you potentially risk letting in more goals if you give away possession. So mm. it's absolutely working. Is it the best football to watch? No. Mm. Um, you, I mean, you could have watched um, games earlier on today that have been a lot more exciting, a lot more end-to-end football, but they get the job done. And this is why mm. they've won 14, 15, 16 games in a row because they are so industrious. They know what they need to do. It doesn't matter how good it looks. It's about the end result. And and it's it's working absolutely perfectly for Man City right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're you're very, very right. I mean, it's it's hard. It's so incredibly hard to defeat this Manchester City team this year. I mean, um, a, a statistic has just come up on, on my screen. I don't know if it's uh, on the same uh, uh, feed that you've got, but uh, Ruben Diaz has just picked up the man of the match, which I thought is absolutely fair. He's been solid. Uh, but he had the most touches and the most passes in the whole of the game. Uh, when you're comparing that this is a team with Bernardo Silva, with uh, Gundogan, with De Bruyne, uh, Sterling, the fact that the defender has had the majority of the ball says everything about this City performance, that it was mm-hmm. very defensively, tactically perfect. Uh, they got mm-hmm. the early goal and they know that the, the game is, is theirs uh, to win and they've kept hold of the ball and as much as it pains me to to say, yeah, I can't fault them for that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I was about to ask you for your man of the match shouts here, Mags. Ruben Diaz has to be up there. Did anybody else come to mind? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd say Diaz is, is head and shoulders above everyone. But if, if you were looking uh, attack-mindedly, uh, I think uh, Sterling has been impressive. He's been very lively, uh, maybe a little bit wasteful. Uh, but, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with Ruben Diaz being the man of the match. Mm-hmm. I'd also say uh, a shout here again to uh, uh, LK Gungadin, uh for basically being the, the maestro of the midfield here this game. Uh, nothing uh, nothing happened without him having a say in it, it seems. So uh, big shout there to Ilke as well uh, for man of the match. Uh, this match is practically over. As Matt Wills in the chat says, uh, this will be 18 in a row. Yeah. 18 in a row th- for Manchester I, City. I think uh, Pep Guardiola has become the first manager in, in uh, Premier League history to win his first 10 games of a calendar year, um, which is phenomenal. Just the amount of records being just destroyed this season is unreal. Mm-hmm. 
it's uh hey props to manchester city they played an excellent game here and that is uh, appears to be full time here one nil uh to manchester city uh is gonna be uh looks looks like it's the ending result here uh folks uh if we get a look at the uh the table uh right now we've got manchester city in first uh 59 points leicester in second with 49 points manchester united third 46 points uh west ham just one spot behind and one point behind manchester united at 45 points chelsea 43 points liverpool and everton drawn at sixth and seventh place 40 points each everton with a game in hand though uh so the uh there's still a lot of room here there's only about five points that separates uh, uh, five or six points that separates being in third and fourth or being in sixth and seventh. Uh, so yeah. there's there's a lot to be played for here, folks. Um, very tight competition. Um, so, yeah, Manchester City won. Arsenal, nil. It was a, a very... Uh, a, a very professional display again by Manchester City, and, and they did what they needed to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, this has been yet another episode of uh, Radio Techers here with myself and Mags. Uh, thank you to all those who uh, left us your hot takes. We greatly appreciate that. that absolutely, really can't awesome. wait to do it again next week with some yeah. more ridiculously hot takes. <laughs> absolutely um so yeah i'm glad that we had a chance to to do this here mags um but yeah uh manchester city won arsenal nil that's it that's the end of the show uh so thank you guys for tuning in like share subscribe uh we appreciate you guys for for joining us here today uh let your friends know about radio techers uh right here on shooting the sports issue you can follow us on twitter at radio techers which you can see right above mags there that's the twitter handle follow us there we greatly appreciate that absolutely uh, <laughs> but yeah i've had fun this weekend mags where can more people find more of your content here down here go to this here on the twitters search for me and you will see plenty of links to the the multitude of contents that i am involved in there you go uh well and, and uh mags is working hard as always he was watching ufc last night he has a lot of pro wrestling coverage as well i'm sure he'll be watching oh my god uh, that ufc was was quite spicy quite spicy especially the main event Indeed. If you haven't watched the UFC show, uh, go and check out Mags' Five Rounds uh, uh, podcast for coverage on it. Get his thoughts. He he produced a great show, as always, uh, yesterday for uh, for, uh, UFC show. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, And, uh, yeah, Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, right underneath there, at TexasGentleman underscore, or you can also just hit me up on Twitter at RadioTechers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Hopefully we'll get the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy back on the show soon. Not sure where he is, uh, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, But uh, until then, Mags, it was always a pleasure. Um, Yeah, and... uh, yeah, thank you for coming back on the show, as always. I mean, thank you for coming up with the idea of this show. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I, I love, <laughs> I love doing it. It's, it's so much fun. Um, yeah, and I love the fact that we get uh, 
people in the chat uh, and we get a little bit of discourse going on. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just really fun watching a, a quite a dour game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that we could brighten things up. Thank you guys for who, who stuck with us through in the chat, provided your own chat questions, talked about stuff with us, and thank you for, for those who provided your hot takes. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I'm, of course, Tanner, a.k.a. the Texas Gentleman, uh, along with me here, uh, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, my friend and yours, Mags. Y'all take care. Have yourselves a great rest of the weekend. And, uh, yeah, all the good Good evening. Stuff. <laughs> bye bye Applauding.